Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525 This is Sean Azaro and you are listening to Reaching for Real Life Hey welcome to Reaching for Real Life with Pastor Sean Azaro Baron Wiley here Sean, I don't know if you noticed, I'm sitting in the uh, the high chair. I'm over here at the kids' table. Yeah, well, I, 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 it's a technique I'm familiar with. Okay, <laughs> the intimidation isn't working. You're in that nice high chair, looking down at me. It's, I'm not intimidated. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm over here at the kids' table because uh, we've got a, some some royalty here at the table. Well, that's true. We do. We have got a great program for you today. We have our good friend Trey Ware with us. Trey, thank you for being with us. My honor. Thanks, fellas. Dude, we're we're small fish here. Trey, Trey's a big deal. All right, and uh, we're I'm pretty a poor excited. Boy, trying to make a living is what I am. <laughs> Well, oh, you didn't get your check then for this this one. <laughs> oh, you didn't yeah, send no, that. I, I told you to send that. It is in the mail, Trey. I assure you. Now, our guest is Trey Ware of KTSA Radio, and we are very excited. You know, and just looking forward to talking with him in a little bit. Baron, what uh, what do you got going? I mean, what, I'll what, tell you what I don't have going. I was planning on coming out to the uh, Real Life Amphitheater on Saturday oh, oh, to see Kansas. Oh. Driving all the way from Bernie. What I, happened? Yep, you're yelling at me again. <laughs> uh, we are bummed. Uh, Kansas canceled. Uh, one or several of the guys got COVID. Caught the COVID. And, and so, yeah, it finally if I, it got us. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, or at least that's the story, Baron. Allegedly. Because yeah. <laughs> uh, did they reschedule? Uh, no, All this right. is a cancellation. All right, and so we are bummed about that. I, I had friends, Trey. You were one. You you said you said you know uh, other concerts. Yeah, whatever, whatever. No, Kansas thirty eight special. I oh, want to go thirty eight special too, man. You know mm-hmm. them on the bill. Uh, one of my best friends has been a lifelong thirty eight special fan, and I like them too. Yeah. Yeah, no. Skinnered groove and everything. Yeah. Yep. No, exactly. And a lot of people were fired up. People my age. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the people my age were, right. were our, all fired our up. Age, Azaro, <laughs> yeah, exactly, our age, Azaro. Our age. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, that's a bummer, Baron. So, sorry, man. I get my money back, right? You get everything you spend back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <that's right>. Every <laughs> dime you invested, yes, you're going to get back. <laughs> <laughs> very, very cool. No, by the way, if you're a real supporter and a real uh, fan uh, and bought a ticket, yes, you will you go right. through Tobin Entertainment and be able to get all that back. But Can I just it's say still something real quick, real sure. fast? I, I'm, I'm super excited. I was just telling you a minute ago, I'm super excited about this venue doing these things. One of my favorite venues on planet Earth. No joke. Uh, I love this place, and I can't wait to see more cool stuff happen here. Uh, we appreciate it. So glad that, you're doing it. Well, we're, we're grateful. And thank you for all your support. You've been really supportive. Uh, I love this venue, too. I loved hearing bands out here, you know? And so we're and trying to. our granddaughters this. dance out here. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Mary Lou's Dance Studio, both of our granddaughters are, were a part of that, and we watched them together at a dance recital here right. at the amphitheater. Yeah, that's cool. And by the way, when I first heard Mary Lou's Dance Studio, we're literally at the amphitheater, we about 20 parents. What is this? No, it's a couple thousand parents. It's wow. a big deal. 
I, I had no idea. They had pickles and popcorn that day? Whatever. They had it all. <laughs> and a bunch of little girls really dialed up. It, right. was, it was great. Yep. Very, very cool. Uh, that doesn't take away, though, that Casting Crowns is on the horizon in November. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Cody Johnson. Cody Johnson is going to be here, which is a huge deal for mm-hmm. us. We've got actually a private event that is going to be pretty awesome with, um, oh, man, I can't remember the other band. but Probably better that you didn't say. Yeah, I'm not going to say. <laughs> I could say if I want. That's very cool. Uh, well, let's get to our topic at yeah. hand because I want to give this guy time. Trey, thanks for being with us. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. You Thank talked you. to us before about media because obviously that's your deal. That's what you do professionally. Mm-hmm. But, you know, whenever you talk, something of your faith kind of pops out, right? And so you and I have become friends. We've talked about that. We've had meals together. And one of the, we had you come and speak at one of our men's events. And, dude, this isn't something that's just, well, a part of your life that you kind of pop up. This is like a huge deal. And I wanted to just have a conversation with you about your faith, you know, because it's clearly more than just a part of your life. No, it is the part of my life. So God first, you know, family, and then uh, my the, my job and, and the country and everything else that I care about. But the Lord goes first in everything. Period. Yeah. Full stop. And I see that. I mean, that's, you know, a lot of people talk about that, but the more you get to know you, the more you see that. Sometimes people throw that stuff out, particularly in certain environments. They throw that stuff out, but then you get to know them. It's like, oh, well, okay, it doesn't seem to be like everywhere. But no, with you, it's like everywhere. When did you, when would you say you became a Christian and really gave your heart to Jesus? Always important to our family. Uh, you used to listen to my dad. You, mm-hmm. you knew him. Um, so... It was always an important thing growing up around our house. Um, when the TV, when, when Billy Graham had a TV you know, special, we had to watch it, period. They made you. <laughs> you had to watch that and, and the Apollo flights. Those, right. You had to, and it didn't matter when it was happening. You had to be there and on deck You got to saved watch. every time you watched it. Every time, every time. <laughs> Those so, Apollo flights are convicting. <laughs> and we were always in church. We were always in church. It was a very important part of our family growing up. But it was 13. 13 years old is when I really met the Lord. Yeah, you know, and it was just a moment in my life when uh, things were going on, and Mom, my my mother was instrumental in talking to me about how important faith is, right. and actually getting to know Jesus on a one on one basis, yeah. and uh, learning more about Him. So that's what happened. And um, the the typical you know prodigal son story, you know, during high school football, girls, race cars, and things like that got right. to be super important. Yeah. Well, you you grew up. You know, with some degree of celebrity. I mean, in your family, your dad was. I mean, maybe you weren't, but your dad certainly was yeah. in San Antonio. Well, I started my career at 10, okay. full time when I was 12. Really? Yeah. And so, you know, I'm coming up on 50 years. So I've, I've been in the limelight, or not limelight, but I've been in, in the public eye literally all of my life, you know, with him doing movies with John Wayne and right. us owning racetracks, speedways, and driving race cars, uh, doing those kind of things. I, you know, it, just being out in, in the public eye was always something that we. We always had. And, of course, back in those days, it's different today, but back in those days, it was not uncommon for those musicians to be around as well, right? Right, Because they really respected the guys on the radio, so it was not uncommon to be around a lot of those guys, too. So it was always part of my life. But it's not necessarily, uh, you know, you, talk, you talked a little bit earlier, just off before we got on the air, you, your dad owned racetracks, mm-hmm. you know, being around musicians. While there may be in certain types of music or certain types of circle, race circles, kind of a 
a type of Christianity, it's not necessarily the easiest place to actually follow oh. Jesus. Okay, <laughs> no, not at all, <laughs> not at all. It's it's pretty difficult. In fact, um, uh, met my wife in high school. We got married pretty much right out of high school. We were very young when we got married. Uh, I was already successful in radio at the time. Had a very popular radio show I was doing, and. Uh, uh, was having a really good time and, and uh, fell into management and started managing a radio station. And then the stress hit, and um, I had been walking away from the Lord for several years. Really? And he said, that's enough. You need to come home. And I had a very serious crisis moment, and I fell into severe anxiety. Uh, part of it brought on by work and the stressors involved at work, but a lot of it brought most of it, I believe, was a spiritual battle that was brought on by the way I was living. Yeah. Not doing the right things. Now it was, you know, it wasn't like I was doing drugs or alcohol or chasing women and it wasn't like that at all. But I I, I was not paying any attention to my walk yeah. with the Lord. I just was not. Yeah, see some people think drugs, alcohol, women, those are the biggest risks. No, self is the biggest risk, right? Yeah, no, when self it. becomes the center. And that's what I was doing. Yeah. You know, I was paying more attention to myself, my job, my career. Uh, I lived for what I was doing. I was rarely home. I'd leave the house at 5 a.m. and get home at midnight because mm. I was just pouring myself completely into my career. And this is a story I'm sure a lot of people listening right now can uh, can relate to. A lot of folks did that as well. You know? Where was Nancy during that time? Where was she? She was taking care of, uh, well, at that time we only had one child, Justin, mm-hmm. and uh, and she was taking care of him, raising him. But where was her faith and what was oh. her, you know, so was she kind of, following Jesus and seeing you and concerned, or was she kind of drifting with you? Where would you say she she was? She was on her knees praying a lot is where she was. And I fully believe that her prayers, my mama's prayers, those were really what brought about that crisis moment that brought me back. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us about that. Okay. So you're, you're going, you're going along and God begins to tug and say, Hey, there's this crisis moment. Describe that a little bit. I mean, yeah, sure. I, well, I, I was under severe amount of stress and anxiety and stuff started happening on the inside of me. And then it started to show in my, in the office at work, things were happening there that I was not pleased with that I knew they weren't right, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I shouldn't be around the stuff that was going on. Um, and I actually sat down with my uncle who for a better part of 40 some odd years was a preacher Mm. uh, and had been a pastor at a church over in Florida and one in Oklahoma. And he was in town for Thanksgiving and I was sharing all this with him and we just prayed and said, you know, it's time to come home. And, um, that's what I did. I Mm. asked for forgiveness and he led me through all of that. He would call me every morning at 6 a.m. to make sure I was awake oh, and I was dude. up because it was really hard to get up and, and get motivated to do anything. And he would say, yep, you okay? Everything all right? Let's have a prayer. Let's talk. Oh, that's so awesome. That's, and this is your uncle. This is my uncle, my dad's younger brother. Wow. And uh, yeah, I love him to pieces. And uh, he kind of discipled me and walked me yeah. through all that. The next thing I know, the radio station has some major changes. Right. And I was one of the major changes because I had... In my prayer and in my time and in my uh, study, I had told the Lord, look, here I am. Use me and do what you need to do with me. Um, And the next thing I know, I'm removed from my position of leadership, put on the overnight shift, and my pay was cut more than in half. So I went back to the Lord. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously? Seriously? (laughs) And I said, "Uh, really? And that day guy by the name of Bob Lapine. Remember that name? Calls me, and he was running KSLR here. And Bob says, I want you to come over and run this place for me. 
And I said, wow, uh, he knows nothing about any of this. He knows nothing about my spiritual journey. I didn't know him until he called me. Wow. I had no idea who he was. This is KSLR. KSLR. We're on KSLR radio. Well, so, I was on KTSA. You know, right? he, he was running KSLR. Yeah. And he called me and said, come over here and talk to me. I want you to run this place. So I went over there, and I, how could I say no? I mean, right. it's pretty obvious where God wanted me to go. Uh, he took my, you know, my job and everything that was important to me away from me over at KTSA, cut my salary more than in half, and right. then I'll, I'll opened this door uh, at the same moment. said, come over and run this place. So I did. Went over there, and Bob was an awesome yeah. mentor. He mm. discipled me. We had lunch almost every day. Mm. First environment I'd ever been in, in a, in a work setting where we had every morning, we had devotions every morning. Wow. And he led us in devotions every morning. Mm. Uh, we did a talk show together uh, at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. I did the morning show there. Cross currents? Yeah. 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 So it was just a really... Easy, Mr. Encyclopedia. <laughs> <laughs> he really is. He's a walk-in encyclopedia. So anyway, and if my answers are going too long, just let me know. No, but I'll Just give no, me the background how it all came about. Okay, can I just make sure. an observation? Because I want you to talk a little bit about this. Because sure. if you're listening right now, I want you to note how God had... Trey went through a crisis, but God had people who literally discipled you. It, wasn't, it was more than just your uncle first, how God used that to help support you. And then Bob Lapine, he, how he, he ministered you. What did that mean to you? you know, and I, I just think we sometimes underestimate the things we do when we invest in people. You know, at that time, I didn't know what it meant to me, right? At that time, as I'm going through it, because I'm just learning, right? Um, and I wasn't real sure what, what was going on. You know, it was all new to right. me. Looking back on it, it was the greatest thing that ever happened to me. Because, you know, as you said, God moved people where they needed to be in my life to get me where I needed to be so that I could serve him. Yeah. Um, I, I certainly wouldn't be in the position that I'm in right now without that kind of disciple. Well, you were actually discipled. You weren't just preached to nope. or oh, no. t- t- taught a lesson. You no. were discipled. No, and, and a lot of it was just modeling. Yeah. Right? You know, so we'd go, to, like I said, Bob and I go to lunch almost every single day. Chris Madrid's. What's that? Chris Madrid's. We, we would go to Chris Madrid's, but also well, there was a Chinese place over on Fredericksburg Road we would go to all the time. And, uh, and we would just, I would just watch him, and he would talk to me and pray with me. Yeah. And I would ask him questions, you mm. know, and just we would go through. And then I, he would take me to the Dove Awards and to oh. Christian music conferences sure. and stuff like that. And I was around it a whole lot more, and I learned a whole lot more. Uh, he is a very serious student of the Bible. Yeah. Uh, and the word of God means everything to him. And yeah. so that kind of, that was poured into me. And uh, yeah, I mean, it was just amazing how God put him in my life and, and the other people that were around me at the same time. Mm. That is just, I, I love hearing that. And, and if you're listening, I want you to understand, who does God have that you're supposed to do that for? You're a believer. You're listening to this. Who is in your life that God brought that he just says, I want you to be the guy who calls him up because he has a hard time getting up. Or I want you to be the guy who has lunch and invests and who just shares the scripture, just shares the word because I, I see the fruit in your life, Trey. And it's the fruit of ministries of an uncle that we don't know. And, of course, I know of Bob Lapine. And maybe if you're familiar with Christian radio here in San Antonio, you know Bob. But it's just so cool to see that. Uh, let's fast forward a little bit. And, and in a real-life way, let me just insert that because it goes along with the name of the podcast and, of course, the ministry here. But in a real-life way. I mean, like you said, where you preached it. Nope. No. 
Right. There was no formal, like, this is the education you're going to get. Here's your Bible study. He would recommend books. You know, you ought to read yeah. this. Check yeah. this out. That kind of thing. But it was a real-life sort of thing, and that's what I needed. Very relational. Yes. Very relational. Yes. So fast forward to where you are in the last number of years. You're still kind of in the public limelight. It, it's not you're, – you're on a secular radio station. Mm-hmm. There's all kinds of – environments you have to be in. Talk about living your faith as a Christ follower in the media today. Glad you bring that up because um, one of the things that I believe, and God has been working with me on this, is that we are in a place right now in our culture, uh, in the world's culture, where the truth is being attacked wherever we turn. Right. In every turn, whether it's the whole transgenderism thing or it's the gay thing, or whatever whatever is happening right now in the culture. Uh, our children are at risk at school. Mm-hmm. Those kind of things are going on. And God has been dealing with me, and it really also ties into coming and speaking here to the men's group, Steak Night, about being a bold man for Christ. Right, yeah. Um, and that has really helped me. I've, you know, he, he continues to lead me to, to scriptures that support that, mm-hmm. about standing up for your faith, and how if we have a resurgence in our country of men, and this has nothing to do with females, uh, we can talk about that another time, but of men who are bold and stand up, yeah. and stand up for God and Christ and their faith first, right. stand up for their church and the church body, and be involved in their church body and lead the church yep. body and then get into a leadership position with their families right. and lead their family and then insert themselves and become leaders in the culture. Right. We will see a lot of changes happen in our culture and yeah. I think it can you know God can work through men, bold men to to turn right. the culture around and help save the culture. I I really believe that. Right. And Trey, I, I love what you just shared. It saddens me that that it would be considered uh, potentially a little offensive, even to Christian people with c- kind of contemporary modern sensibilities. Uh, what, what I want to say, if you're sitting here th- thinking about that, one, you're like, well, Trey, what about women? Well, women are being told to be bold. Women are being told to stand up. Men are being told to sit down and shut up. That's right. And so the, the, the thing is, somebody needs to actually say that. Well, the media, the media emasculates men. Yeah. Very much so. And when you watch a, a, a contemporary uh, sitcom, if you can find one that you, you doesn't make you throw up, uh, <laughs> if you watch you know, what goes on in the media most of the time or even the commercials, men are you know, supposed to be the wimps in the family. They're more, more often than not portrayed as the dummies in the, the family, idiot, the guy yeah. who can't oh, make yeah. the decision and that kind of stuff. And so um, – I, I I just I pray for a time when that turns around, yep. and bold men of faith will reassert themselves in the leadership positions that God has dis, has prescribed for them. Yeah, there might be some listening to this right now saying, "Well, that's you see, it's that smacks of toxic masculinity." First of all, that doesn't exist. That's not a that's does that's a thing that's not real. Toxic masculinity is not real. And some of you are like, "Oh, what are you saying?" No, because if it's toxic, it's not masculine. Okay, masculinity is being who God created you to be. Men who are masculine are bold. They are courageous. They love their families. They care for their families. They're considerate. They're gentle when they need to be, but they're strong when they need to be. Okay, toxic, when you start talking about, well, but they're sexist. No, that's toxic, but that's not masculinity. Amen. Amen. You know, well, they're, they're, they're abusive to people. No, that's, that's not masculinity. That's toxic. You got it. But it's, it's not masculinity. That's exactly it. So that's the deal. Yeah, that's exactly it. So that's where I am, and I feel so passionate 
about where we are as a culture today and all the, the, the assaults on the truth that's out there that I can't do otherwise. I cannot right. hide my faith while I'm in the public. I cannot sit down and be quiet while I'm on the air right. and just sit there and talk about, you know, little flowery subjects. I can't do it, Sean. I, yeah. I, there's no way I can sit there and not be bold and say, this is wrong. Yeah. You know, if, and, and we could go through the list of, of things that are happening in our culture that are wrong, but somebody in a position of like mine has got to stand yeah. up and say it. And, th- and I'm not the only one. I'm not saying I'm some sort of hero, spiritual hero here because right. I am not. But uh, it is, I can't sit. I, right. I, I cannot sit down and be now, silent. There's people God pro- has given me this platform, yeah. and I think he's given me the charge to do it. I, and I believe you do that well, and I think it's important that you do that. Now, there may be people listening right now who they, you, you kind of, I mean, you've got a little bit more security than some. You've got some longevity. You've got an audience. And so you can be bold, and it's like, okay, maybe it hasn't cost you as much. Maybe it has, but, but to some it, it might, they don't see it that way. To the person who's like, okay, if I'm bold like that at my work, I'm going to lose my job. What do you say to the person who is like, I don't know if I can be like that? We don't have to be. Look, there's a difference between being bold and, and, and obnoxious, right? So don't be obnoxious, right? Mm, there's a good. big difference that's between good. that. Be bold, you know, uh, be, a, be a man of faith and let people know that you are a man of faith and I'm a man of character and I, I'm a man of my, of my church and I'm a man of my family. Uh, you know, make sure people understand what your priorities are and make right. sure really, as you brought up earlier uh, with self, you understand what your priorities are Yeah, and God will have your back. You know, it's yeah. like, it's like when you decide that you're going to uh, stand up and, and, and be a bold man of faith again, not obnoxious. That's a book, by the way, if you want to write mm-hmm. it. But if you want to be be bold and and God will have your back, He'll bless that. Yeah. I really believe He'll bless that. Yeah. Uh, if if there are men out there worried about whether or not God is going to stand with you, He will. Right. I promise you, He'll right. be there with you. What kind of things is God putting on your heart? You know, Trey. I mean, I know you, you're you're doing your radio work. You do lots of things around that. But are there things that He maybe He's put in your heart that you're like, man, I'm, if I get the chance, I want to do this. I mean, that you can share with us. Um, I probably would like to do uh, more speaking, mm-hmm. uh, you know, more opportunities like the one I had here. Hey, by the way, if you're listening, he's good at it too. Seriously, <laughs> well, I, no, I, he I is not. You. He is. He is not. You know, sometimes you get the radio guy. Well, I, he's got the name. We, I was just thinking to use your name. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like, I'll clean it up well, afterwards. We could sell some more steak. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I'm just using his name. But then he gets up and he's actually really good. Yeah. And then I'm like, well, I don't know if I want to have him again because then do people want to listen to me? Right? Oh, right. Whatever. <laughs> I watch you every week. Are you kidding? Uh, and and have before we we ever met. Well, you came up and introduced yourself to me at, at was it Abel's yeah, or something? No, no, no Grumpy's. Grumpy's. You, I, you wow. walk up and he introduced himself to me. I'm like, oh, Antonia. Yeah, no, 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 Grumpy's right here in, in uh, Bracken. In Bracken. I have been watching him online, and I love his music. I love your music, oh. man. You bought your CD. Got the CD. Now I'm blushing. Now and, I'm blushing. It, no, it's true. And uh, and and love your word. Love the way you preach your style and everything. Very relatable. Love that. So no, I've been following you, and I just uh, yeah. So I, I would love to have the opportunity to do more things right. like that. Well, and, and yeah. get out and and have an opportunity to talk about this kind of thing. If you're listening to this and you have something, it, it, you will be blessed. You will be encouraged. Uh, the thing I love, Trey, is that what your talk you gave was extremely biblical. You talked about, you, you know, you talked about a life of King David. It was biblical, but you, you gave guys things to hang their hat on. You know, you, you knew your audience and you spoke to them well. It was, so it was, it was memorable. It was relatable. 
and and you had them. It, it, it was engaging, and well, so yeah, I just affirm that in you, and I hope you get those opportunities. That. You know, thank you very much. I appreciate, it. and I hope I do as well. I would like to be out there doing, and that's probably where the Lord is leading me more so than anything right now. Mm-hmm. And with two granddaughters, one going into uh, to college, and another one starting as a sophomore in high school, I'm pouring my life into them yeah. too. You know, there's a lot to be done there too. You know, isn't that fun? Yes, yeah, I love it. I absolutely love it. I mean, yeah. we we talk because I'm a musician. Baron is a musician music lover as well uh you're a musician yeah right yeah. uh do you still play any uh, do no anything? not as much as i used to i mean i can still you know pick up and do cge pretty well but i mean <laughs> hey three chords and a what you got a song that's whatever, it. The, whatever, that's whatever it. it is whatever it is <laughs> yeah that's the, yeah that's the truth and uh i i still do that my the musician of the family was my son i mean he was yeah uh, just a an incredible guitar player. Yeah. And, uh, and that's, that's the other thing that, you know, talk about being bold with your faith and all of that. Um, when you go through the kind of loss that Nancy and I went through, you, you really do realize that life is precious Yeah, and you have to make the most of every yes, single day, every day. And that's why, you know, you just be bold. I think if I right. have a message for anybody, it's be bold. And, and every day you have to realize how important your life is. I think there's 1,440 minutes in a day. Is that right? Something like that. Yeah, sure. Is that right? Yeah, we should, of course. 220, whatever it is. 225. Whatever, whatever it is. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever it is. But it's something, yeah, it's something like that. And you have to make the most of every one of those minutes. Mm, every yeah, one of them. So true. Our guest is Trey Ware of uh, 550 KTSA. Uh, Trey, we so appreciate you being with us. My honor. Thank you, fellas. I, I would love to, and I'll throw it out there. We'd love to have you back. Sure. Because I'd love to talk about, at some point, what you just talked about, the, the thing that you guys walked through in your family. Absolutely. And that, because you guys, I watched you turn to the Lord. I watched you lean on him. And so that that's, I think, a whole different conversation. But thank you for being with us. We appreciate it. My honor. Thank you, fellas. Appreciate it. Uh, Baron? You know, uh, I, can I ask there if sure. you could write a book? What would you What would you write about? That would be it right now. That's it? Yeah, that's where I am. Absolutely. Well, yeah. maybe we can help you get some bullet points yeah. by having a conversation. <laughs> right? We'll started. have a conversation. Yeah. yeah. Well, thanks for listening. If you're uh, If you're listening to the podcast, rate and review, or if you're listening on the radio, we appreciate it. And this is reaching for real life, and we are very blessed that you spent the time to listen. God bless, and have a great week. River City Community Church is a church for real life. Real life is what we were created for and what we're all about. In fact, our mission is more people living real life by passionately following Jesus. Hi, I'm Pastor Sean Azaro, and we believe we were made to have a life full of meaning and purpose that can only be found in relationship with our Creator. That's what real life is. It's not just a church thing. It's a way of living that powerfully impacts every area of our lives. River City is come as you are and has a relaxed, casual feel with practical teaching, inspirational worship, and age-appropriate ministry for the whole family. We're located a mile and a half outside of Loop 1604 on Lookout Road across from Rotama Park. Our current service times are 9.30 and 11.30 Sunday mornings. River City is a church for real life, and so our home on the web is reallife.org. We hope you'll come and see us as you travel the road to real life.